Welcome to the Elevate Youth Podcast. Each week we get to experience the power of God through the Word. So kick back, relax, and get ready to hear this week's message. I'm going to come down here, hang with you guys. Hey, we are so pumped that you guys are here. Who is excited for school to wrap up in just a few weeks here? You guys pumped for that? Summer is right around the corner. It feels like summer. So we're going to make this message short. Like Jared said, we can't wait to get outside, play some more epic kickball with you guys. And then I don't know if he mentioned, but we've got free ice cream sandwiches for every single one of you guys who would like one following the service. So get pumped for that. But hey, we're excited for the end of the year as well. We've got Bad Prom coming up on the 31st. That's going to be a blast. And then we've got something that we're going to be changing some things up with for youth here following that. We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But summer is exciting because summer means a lot of changes, right? How many of you guys are graduating this year? Do we have any seniors graduating? I can see your, I can see your badge from right here. That says eighth, well, eighth grade. Kind of counts. All right, let's do that then. So high school graduates. That's awesome. That's huge change. That means you guys are going to be going to college or going into the workforce. That's awesome. We're pumped for you guys. How about eighth graders going into ninth grade? That's a huge change as well. Definitely a huge change. Summer for you guys. How many here, your parents make you work during the summer? That's right. That's right. I wasn't allowed to drive until I could pay for my own car insurance and half of the car payment. It was crazy. So I had to work during the summer. I feel you. But anyways, We're going to continue doing Wednesdays. Wednesdays are going to be a big deal here. They're just going to look a little different than they do right now. But here's the thing. Wednesdays are important because it's an opportunity for us to be able to come together and to be able to grow and grow into the the relationship that we should have with Jesus and to grow into the person that God's called and created us to be. And so we're really excited about some things we're going to do here this summer to help with that. We just finished a series last week called Fighting FOMO, right? So in that series, we talked about the things, the voices, the, the culture, the things in our lives that try and tell us who we should be, um, how we should live our lives, and how we can kind of fight that fear of missing out. Well, tonight we're kicking off this new series that we're calling About That Life, and we're going to spend the next couple weeks looking at what exactly the life um, that you should be living looks like, and what that actually looks like, and then the steps that we can take to get there. So we're going to jump right in. You guys ready for this? About That Life. Well, hey, listen. If we're going to talk about that life, the first question we need to ask is this. What life are we even talking about, right? What life are we even talking about? Your life speaks volumes. The things that you do, the actions that that you take, the decisions that you make speaks volumes to people. People make their determinations about what your life is like based on what they see you doing and how they see you acting, right? So those decisions can be be huge. And so if we want to look at what kind of life that we want to be representing um, to our friends, to our family, um, that's a really important question to ask. And so here at Elevate, man, we are all about Jesus, right? So we're going to look at what Jesus says about your life. All right, here's here's something Jesus said about life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? He didn't say, I'm a way. He said, if you want a way to be able to connect with God, it's going to be through me. Right? He said, I am the truth, not a truth. I'm not just like kind of one of many truths. If you want to find truth in your life in the world that's full of lies and uh, misconceptions and and heartbreak, then if you want to find true truth, the only way to find it is going to be through Jesus. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you're looking for real life, the only place you're going to find it is in Jesus. Now, the world tries to tell you otherwise that you'll be able to find real life in all other places, but really, Jesus is the way to find true life. And for a lot of us, right, that can sound boring. 
Some of you here might not have a relationship. You might not consider yourself to truly be a follower of Jesus because that life sounds boring. And you know what? I've thought that before. Anybody here at one point or another maybe felt or thought that the Christian life right, was maybe a little boring? It's all right. It's okay if you did, right? And here's why. Here's why. Because everything in life can get boring. Am I right? Everything in life can get boring. Anything that brings you kind of a promise for joy or pleasure in your life can get boring at some point or another, right? I mean, school, maybe you get pumped, you're eighth graders going into ninth grade, so next year you're pumped, ready for ninth grade. Next thing you know, pretty soon you're like, boring, gets old, right? Anybody watch Netflix in here? Any avid Netflixers? I'm all about Netflix. I love Netflix. Who here spends more time scrolling through Netflix options sometimes than actually watching something on Netflix? right? You've watched all your shows. You've watched Gossip Girl like four times, and it just gets old. You don't know what else to watch. Netflix can get old. Relationships can get old, right? You guys, maybe, maybe that, the new boy transferred in from another school, right? He catches your eyes. got that long hair. He's got a beard. He's only in like ninth grade. You know what I mean? Catches your eyes. got those muscles. Okay. Dang. Apparently girls don't like guys with beards. Anyways, listen. You meet that guy or that girl, and you're like, they're the one. They're the one. It's love, and it's all like rainbows and unicorns and, and, and all that, right? But then after a while, that might just fade a little bit. And even sometimes that can get old and get boring. Everything in life can get boring. Even church can get boring. If you're coming to church, if you come on Wednesday nights because you just want to get something out of it for yourself, to feel good about yourself, Honestly, eventually, it's going to get old. You're going to get to a point where you're just not going to want to listen to the messages anymore. You're not going to want to sing. You're not going to want to clap your hands just because Maggie told you to clap your hands. You're not going to want to do that anymore, and eventually, you're just going to check out and stop coming, right? Everything in life can get boring, but here's the thing. If Jesus says that he is the life, okay, I think we can all agree here that life, there's no way life was meant to just be boring, right? There's no way life was meant to be boring. So if Jesus says he's the life, then if a life of following Jesus is boring, then that means Jesus is lying, right? Who here thinks Jesus was lying? Nobody raised their hand. Good, thank you. Here's what the Bible says about life, right? This is, this is kind of what Jesus is talking about, but this is Paul talking to a church. This is Paul talking to people who are getting together to worship and learn about Jesus just like we are. In Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, he says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people. So that's people who are following Jesus, just like us and many of us here, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. I'm gonna stop there real quick. Something interesting about that phrase, this is one of my favorite scriptures because it talks about this, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. The original word that he uses there actually talks about the difference between head knowledge and like knowing, like just knowing about something and knowing it with every fiber of your being. It's like this. I can go on Wikipedia. I could read about Kanye West all day long, right? I can know all this facts and trivia about Kanye. And, um, and, I, and I have done that before. I'm known in the staff here as being the person who like Googles everything. I can know a lot about Kanye West, right? If Kanye West came to Erie and I walked up to him and was like, yo, Kanye, what's up, man? I know you he'd be like bodyguards get rid of that dude like immediately right because I do not know him I do not know him there's a big difference between knowing of him and knowing him right there's a big difference between knowing of the love of Christ for you and what God did for you and the life that he has for you there's a big difference between knowing it in your head and and actually knowing it with all that you are and allowing that to direct and guide the way that you live your life and you make your decisions. So that's what Paul is encouraging these Christians to do, to not lose sight of the fact that God has so much more than you could ever even imagine. And he wants us to know that with everything that we are. In the message translation, another translation of that scripture, it actually says, 
Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its lengths. Uh, plumb the depths. Rise to the heights and live full lives, full in the fullness of God. He's basically saying, go infinity miles in every possible direction. Front, back, left, right, up, down. Go anywhere and you're going to see God doing more and more and more incredible things. And those, those things in that life that, that God has for us, he wants to do in you and through you. And so the life of following Jesus and the life that God created for us is not boring. In fact, it's the total opposite. In God's world, right, in what God's doing, I mean, miracles happen, right? Dead people come back to life again. People are healed. The, the life that God has for you is anything but boring. The Christian life, you know, is a life of boldness and peace. You see so many people these days, right, maybe kind of chasing after the things that they, they think they want or need in their life, but they end up just full of anxiety, full of just stress and worry or heartache and disappointment. That's not life. Many of you guys might be feeling that even right now with some of the decisions that you're making and that stress and anxiety of that. That's not life, right? The life that God has for you is a life of peace and joy and clarity, it's not always going to be easy. It might take a little bit of extra work to, to be able to get there um, it, with where he's leading us. But the Christian life, the life of following Jesus is not about anxiety and, and worry. It's, it's also a life of generosity. When we take the, the time to be able to, to give of what we've been given, of our, of our money, right? And, we, and we, we give of our time to serve other people. Not only does God use that to be able to change other people's lives, but in the process, he's going to change us as well. And he's going to bless us over and over and over again. And also, here's the thing about when you just give everything you've got to know the love of Christ and allow that to just pour through everything that you do in your life. When you're spending your last moments laying in bed, and you know you're just moments away from breathing your last breath. Here's the thing. You're not going to have a single shred of worry or regret or fear that you wasted an ounce of your life. Because if you give everything you got and you make that decision, even now, as young as you are, and you may think that's so far off, but trust me, uh, it, it, you're going to get there eventually. We're all going to get there eventually where we're taking that last breath, right? And we, uh, it's not going to be a life of it's not going to be a moment of fear or regret. We're going to know that we lived our lives and that God did incredible things in and through our lives. But following Jesus, right, and getting to that point is not easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it, and it's definitely not boring. So here's the thing. When we're challenged to be about that life, right, that's the life that we want to be about. When we're challenged to be about that life, if you choose not to, basically, people are going to make three decisions. The first one is this. They're going to choose to reject that life. They're going to say, you know what, I'm going to turn away from that. It's, it's, it's too hard. Nope, I don't want to give up this. It's, you know, I, I enjoy this too much. I'm going to hang on to this. I, I can't, I'm not going to go down that road. And they're just going to reject it and they're going to ignore it and pretend like it's not there. But you want to know what, Jesus, this was a lot of what we talked about in Fighting FOMO too. Jesus is the only thing that's going to satisfy you. You can try and reject the life that God has for you and chase after these other things that might bring you immediate joy or pleasure. But I tell you what, in the long run, when you look back on that kind of life being lived, you're going to realize that none of that truly satisfied you. And Jesus is the only one who can truly satisfy you. So you're going to either reject that life or you're going to oppose that life. You're going to oppose it. You're not only going to turn around and, and, and pretend like it's not there or ignore it. You're going to actively oppose it, right? There are going to be people who are going to pick apart that life. Many of you guys may know some of those people. Many of you guys maybe um, have already walked down that path, and maybe that's kind of where you're at. You know, but there, there are going to be people who are going to pick apart the life of a Christian, right? They're going to make fun of you because you come to church. They're going to make fun of you because you choose to do things differently than what everybody else does, 
right? There are so many people out there like that. But here's one thing I can say about this. If you, and I, and I hope not a single person in this room chooses to go down that path, but if I were to talk to somebody who de decided that they wanted to oppose that life instead of being about that life, I'd say this, I want you to oppose it as hard as you possibly can. And here's why. Because God uses people who oppose that life to strengthen people who are about that life. Right, that's what weightlifting is all about. If you weightlift, it's all about using your muscles against resistance and opposition, right? That's how you get stronger. God's gonna use opposition to strengthen you. So if you are making the decision to be about that life and you come against people who are trying to pick at you, who are making fun of you, who are calling you out because something maybe that they read on Google about Christians or maybe something that their mom or dad told them, right? They're just repeating that. I promise you this, young man, young woman, listen, when you are my age, when you're older, you're going to look back at these years of your life and the decision that you make to be about that life. You're going to look at the people who picked at you and people who tried to oppose the life you were living. Those people are going to be a five-pound dumbbell that's not even worth looking at, let alone trying to pick up. Because God is going to completely and entirely strengthen you as you draw closer in your relationship to him. And so... Don't look at opposition as something that'll crush you. It's gonna make you stronger. So there are gonna be people who are gonna reject it, people who are gonna oppose it, and then there are gonna be people who are gonna talk that life. Listen, people who reject and oppose uh, the Christian life or the life of somebody who's following Jesus, they're not the most dangerous people. The most dangerous people to Christianity and into what maybe God wants to do in the lives of other people, the most dangerous people are people who just talk it. People who just talking, and maybe that's sticking out maybe to some of you even here tonight or some people you know, people who come to church and they're talking. But listen, you can't just talk. You can't talk. You've got to walk it out as well. And the thing is, is people who are just kind of talking it, they're talking it because they think that if they say the right things or they come to church and, they, and whatever, and they, they kind of talk like a Christian, then all of a sudden, like, that's going to somehow kind of cover up the things that, uh, the things maybe that they're falling short on in their life. But, but here's the thing. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, it says this, um, that for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. You see, being part of a community like this, man, it cannot be just about talk. God has so much more that he wants to do in your life than just let it just be words that are coming out of your mouth. And, and, and here's the thing, if it's only lip service, if it's only just something that you're saying, then here, man, that's gonna, get, that's gonna get boring so much faster and eventually you're, just gonna, you're not gonna wanna come and you're not gonna wanna be around anymore. So it's gotta be more than just talk. You've gotta back it up with the decisions that you make and the life that you're going to live. You gotta be about that life. All the promises that Jesus made about life, he, he made in reference to what's happening right here. He made it in reference to what's happening here in community and, and what he's going to do through all of us and how he can use um, each and every one of you to push each other on and to encourage each other. So I want to ask you this. If you're asking yourself, man, I'm, I get what you're saying about living a life like Jesus, but I'm so far away from the way that Jesus lived his life. Well, then guess what? Me too. Me too, 100%. I'm not, I'm not even close. I'm not even close. And, and sometimes, you know, man, I wrestle with that too. I think, man, I work at a church. How can I make such big mistakes? Like, man, how can I let people down? How can I treat people like that? You know, how can I screw up with that again? I mean, here's the thing. It's not about being perfect. Being about that life is not about being perfect. It's about being willing. It's about being willing to, to pursue the life that God is calling you to live, to be able to make those decisions and make those hard choices and the decisions to live a life that's different from the life that this world tries to tell you is, is gonna be everything that you need. And, and, and that's not always easy, but it's worth it. And you've just gotta be willing to take that first step. And if you think it's too hard to be able to 
kick the things out of your life that are holding you back from that, then here's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Look around. Go ahead. Right now, everybody just look around the room. Look at these other people around you. Here's the thing. We are all in the same boat. We are all, we all have our struggles. They may look a little different. Some of them might be exactly the same struggles. But here's the thing. We are all, um, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. But here's the thing. God has so much potential for each and every single one of you guys. But he can also use us as a group to be able to push us forward and encourage us um, to live the life that we are supposed to live together. And, and I think the first step in pursuing that is just to dream big. All right, it's just to dream big. If you allow your life as a follower of Jesus to be about what you don't do, just to try not to drink or smoke or cuss or hook up or whatever, you make it this, ch- this list of things you aren't supposed to do, that's this tiny little box that you're living in. That's a tiny little box. And here's the thing. God has so much more for your life that you need to just start dreaming. You need to start thinking about, even now, even in these moments, start dreaming about the greatest, most amazing life you could possibly live and all the things that God could do through you. And here's the thing. God sees so much of that and even more for your future. And all you have to be doing, all you have to be is willing to start taking steps towards that. And he's, gonna, he's not only going to change your life, but he's going to use you to change other people's lives. Think about the impact that you could make, how different your life might be if your mom and dad were following Jesus with everything they've got or your brothers and sisters or your friends at school or your whole entire football team or your soccer team or your baseball team or your volleyball team. You get what I'm saying? I mean, it, God has so much that he wants to do through you, but you've got to allow yourself to start dreaming big and not just fall into this tiny little box because the number one thing that's going to help you get from where you are now to those big dreams that you've got and the big things that God has for you is community. It's what's happening right here. It's going to be each other. You cannot do life alone. You cannot allow yourself, you cannot settle for less, and and you can't do life alone. And so in the next couple weeks, here's what we're going to be doing for youth. We're going to be changing some things up. We're not going to have our normal Wednesday service like this during the summer. We're going to start, we're going to move into just a summer of small groups. We're going to have some incredible groups. We've got some phenomenal group leaders. We're going to have junior high guys and junior high girls groups meeting here on Wednesday nights. We're going to have some uh, senior high guys and girls groups that are going to be meeting at different places. We're going to be doing all kinds of different stuff. It's going to be awesome. And we encourage you guys, we want each and every one of you guys to get plugged into that because the summer is going to be hard. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to maybe kind of drift away from church, drift away from friends. You might have a lot of opportunity to start taking steps in a direction you know you shouldn't go. But we want to be able to give you guys as much opportunity to encourage one another, to be a part of not only allowing people to help change your life, the leaders and other fellow students in your small group, but also for you to be that person who can encourage somebody else in your group and help kind of push them, encourage them along as they're making the decisions that they need to make. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this. Peer pressure right? Peer pressure gets such a bad rap. Peer pressure is something I always say, don't let somebody peer pressure you into doing something you don't want to do, right? That's like everybody says. But here's the thing. Technically, peer pressure is not about just doing bad things. Let me say this. If you've got the wrong people around you, the wrong people around you are going to pressure you into doing the wrong things. But if you've got the right people around you, they're going to pressure you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to push you to do the right things in your life. And that's so, so, so important. You cannot do life alone. And you definitely cannot settle for less than what God wants to do in your life. And so that is what our small groups are going to be all about. So we wanted you guys to hear that. We wanted you guys to be pumped and excited about that. So what we're going to do is we've got next week, and then we've got Bad Prom. Bad Prom is going to be a great opportunity. Yeah, Bad Prom is going to be so sick. Seriously, you guys hopefully have already got a list of people you're going to invite. They are not going to want to miss it. It's, it's going to be 
totally different from a normal Wednesday night, 100% awesome. It's gonna be so good. Then here's the thing, that following week, that following week, we're gonna be down at the beach. So that first Wednesday in June, we're gonna be at Beach 6 at 6 o'clock. Don't worry, we're gonna have handouts and stuff next week so you guys don't go forgetting all this information. But that's gonna be the opportunity for you guys to be able to meet your small group leaders. If you're middle school guys, uh, middle school girls, high school guys and girls, you're gonna have the opportunity to be able to, uh, for the high school groups, you're gonna be, have an opportunity to sign up for a group, look at all the leaders who are gonna be leading groups for, the, for those grades and uh, for guys and girls. But that first beach night at Beach Six at six o'clock is going to be the opportunity to be able to meet your small group leader. We're going to have some food and some volleyball and hang out um, with, with your new small group. And then for the remaining weeks in June, you guys are going to hang out with your small groups. And then the first Wednesday of every month in the summer, we're going to be meeting down to the beach again, all the small groups together, and it's going to be a blast. So we cannot wait to start moving into the summer because I believe, and we all believe here, that these small groups, that these are going to be the right people that you need that you've got these leaders who've got your back 110% who are gonna push you on towards the life that God has for you. But you might also be here tonight and you might be thinking, you know what, before I get into that, maybe I'm not living that life. Maybe I really haven't been about that life. Maybe I've been rejecting it in some ways. Maybe I've been opposing it. Maybe, maybe I've just been talking it. Well, you know what, we can change that right now because God has so much for you, and we truly believe that the summer is gonna be a summer that changes your lives. So before we move into the summer, would everybody here just go ahead and bow your, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here tonight and you just, you, you know that, man, I'm already in one of those three categories. I've not been about that life. I'm not living the life that I know Jesus wants me to live. You, you can invite him into your life to be the center of your life, to be the Lord of your life, to save your Life. And so if that's you, you can pray with me tonight. I want to lead you in a prayer that's going to change that, not only change your life, but also change your eternity because God sent his son so that you not only have um, an incredible life here on earth, not always easy, but, but an incredible life, but then also to have eternal life with him. So if that's you, you can pray this prayer with me tonight. God, Jesus, tonight I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. I have not been living the life that I know that you've created me to live. I've not been about the life that you want me to live. And I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I accept you as my Savior. I believe that you died for me, that you died and you forgive me for my sins. And just as you were raised to life again, I know that tonight, in this moment, I am raised into a new life and that I am a new creation. And that I can now begin to take steps into this incredible, dream-filled life that you have for me. Help me to follow you with everything that I've got. Amen. Now, with everybody's eyes closed and their heads still bowed, if you prayed that prayer, I want to pray for you tonight. So you can go ahead and just slip up your hand real quick if you prayed that prayer tonight. That's awesome. You can go ahead and put your hands down. I want to pray for you, and I also want to pray for everybody else in the room tonight. So, God, I just thank you for those, um, those who raised their hand, those who made that decision to follow you. No matter what decisions they've made in the past and, and what brought them to this point, we know from this point forward, you, they are yours, and that you welcome them into your kingdom, into your family with open arms. And so, God, I just pray for them and for everybody in this room that as we take steps into this new season, into this summer, and into this, this new life that you have for us and the incredible things that you want to do in and through each and every student here, that you would help us to go boldly. And, um, and even when it doesn't get easy and when we face these challenges that might come our way, we know that you're going to give us everything we need to be about that 
life, God. And I'm expecting you to do incredible things through these students in them and through them as they begin to change their world. God, we love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you want to learn more about Elevate Youth, check us out on Instagram by searching EC Youth or on Facebook. See you next week.